Watch how's everything? How you doing? It's it's been well, man. It's been well. Family is safe. I'm safe, and I mean that's the most important thing right now. Flourishing, so there's no complaints on. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, so listen, I've been a big, you know, I've been a big fan for years or something. Kelvin played, you know, Kelvin played with you guys back when it was Team Scan and stuff, and I've been, you know, watching you guys, following you guys, and with it all ever since or something. You know, my first question, you know, is like, what made you want to start a program to begin with? Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing anybody like in life, you just want to find a way to give back, right? I think all of us that's probably on here, we we've had mentors in our life, we've had people that looked out for us, um, and you know, not giving back, you kind of just flow life. So I think I know two things: is education, of basketball, and. Once you figured out, you know, you could do both and, and make it a profession, you know, I think it, it made sense for me holistically on a day-to-day -day basis and the people that I'm around kind of have similarities in, in that front. But the biggest thing being able to, you know, when you walk off this planet, you want to be able to say, hey, I did some good things and I, and I helped somebody else that, you know, keep the, keep the train moving. Yeah. yeah. I know the program was, I know the program from being around it started like the original four guys. Yeah, man, we all we all went to college together. I mean, I think you know when you come out when you come out of school, everybody kind of went into different ventures. And on the side of that, we, we all communicated and, and wanted to do something that was just outside of the five and the energy you was in with eight hours, one else. And you know, I reached out to those guys one by one and kind of just told them like, hey, let me help. You know, I think I got it going on and running the after school program with a bunch of phenomenal kids. Um, that look like you know we could do some great things if we reform form a vulture and and, and and try to make some bigger than ourselves um, most important thing is you got people that are trustworthy um and you got yeah, you guys for grassroots big team that's around you right and they all boss they all they all bring something and you know when you start to look at things from a big standpoint find yourself with people that are that I, if not just artists, you you in certain areas. So a big thing for me, always surround myself with people that's going to challenge me to be a better man, and people that are going to challenge the kids. And great role models before before we went look for X and O. Kind of just was looking for great people and who who better start with people that's been around seven days a week for four or five. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I remember, you know, when you went with some of at the gym over, you know, at the gym over there at Malali's or something. I mean, could you tell people how hard it is to come across getting those types of sponsorships and maintaining them and stuff like that? Yeah, man. I, when when we started, man, we was <laughs> we were selling candy. We were doing raffle tickets. We were selling sodas, Costco. Um, like crazy people don't know, like. I unplugged the soda machine in the after-school program so that got buy the sodas he was purchasing from Costco's on a weekly basis. Um, and flipped that to, to being able to get some Converse for the kids, right? And we were taking, you know, the candy, the M&Ms, Skittles, and all that. Those guys were flipping boxes on a, on a bi-weekly basis when they walked in practice to, to get some practice gear. And um, I think the biggest thing is they, we came from humble beginnings and, you know, having that mom and pop feel and that, that you know, people say, get it out the mud. Like, we, we walked that journey, right? And, you know, we 
the, the guys, you know, that, that, that were in that first group of kids from sixth grade, we didn't, we didn't even go looking for a deal. Like we were just in there saying, hey, listen, we keeping these guys off the street every day. They getting better because we got a facility. They doing their schoolwork. And, and we was we were more so worried about where they were going academically and what schools they were kind of like applying to and transferring out of middle school into high schools. And um, I mean, I think we just every day kind of use the, the basketball, as they say, as the carrot to keep them guys focused, right? Um, and, and they loved it because we were winning. I mean, and then every time we were winning, we were selling more stuff. And we were doing scratch-off cards, and and you know, we we had guys using the gym, and the older guys would come in and use the scratch-off cards and, and give their donation to the program. And every way that we can do it, we figured it out. You know, we wasn't charging the parents, and the kids were earning every single thing they got. I mean, we we started it without a without a backpack, without you know, we was we was doing string bags and mismatched everything like we we had a different backpack from a different pair of sweatpants i mean we take it back to the strawberries like we was wearing strawberries and and, <laughs> and converse athletic shooting shirts like we literally just was getting it as we was going like you know my partner justin say we were we were, we were building the plane as we was flying it you know and, and every every week we were trying to figure it out like we didn't even know enough we, we was doing Division two AAU and didn't know the difference between Division two and Division one. All we knew was the competition and go, dudes wanted to play and we wanted to keep these kids active. Man, we was, I mean, those are the, honestly some of the better days. Like we didn't have a, a issue with playing in Central Park or 96th Street Y or or going to Philadelphia. All we knew was it was competition and we gonna just keep crashing on people's heads. And the more we want, the more people seen us and. You know, we we were we were getting to it, and year year by year, we we learned more as the adults that were leading, and kids trusted more, and they got better and better and better because we were we were doing everything, stations to running on the track to running the hills to we used that park that was outside. You know, we we made do with every single thing we had around us, right, and with no expenses and and nobody handing us nothing, which made it better because no one can sit there and say that they handed us anything. There was no santa claus coming down that chimney with no bag of nothing you know it was really wake up every morning and figure out how to make the best of what we had we had some committed kids and committed parents and those guys you know every single day they just worked they they they, they trusted the process and trusted some people that as we're going forward we were learning you know we were trying to learn the game but um you know and to get the deal you know we were fortunate enough when people came to us and it's a different story like people do things now where Everything is about, hey, I want to get a kid that can help me get a deal. But what we did is we built the infrastructure. Our roots were strong. We built the culture. We built the foundation. Um, and, and then we, we knew what we, what we stood for. And we knew how to win on and off the court, right, holistically. And then when the deal came, we, we knew how to keep it because we knew what, what it took to get it. And it wasn't just one kid. You know, it's not one, it's not one tournament. It's not one team. It's, it's literally... A, a foundation of, of of things to come and a, a presence in the community, a presence in you know everything that you can think of. Like to to this day, you know, from voting and and giving back, and you know our, our guys are awesome, man. They were they were really good kids. So when we got the deal, it was just it was it was a higher level of basketball, but we never changed how we operated. Like the standards were the standards, you know, on and off the court. So yeah, we were fortunate.
Uh, my next question for you was going to be, considering how much your program has grown, has it been difficult to maintain that mom and pop? Yeah, no, nah, definitely, man. I mean, um, you go from 10 kids in the seventh grade where you can give them every single thing that you have to, you know, we, we up to 100, right? Where when I say 100, it's hard to maintain an every single day mom and pop feel when you you know you never graduate from this program like you got guys who are 25 26 years old right now and it's just it's just different resources that they need right and then if you look at it it's difficult to maintain that mom and pop feel when the the guys that come in now they didn't necessarily have to roll their sleeves up and, and do the things that the younger generation had to do that came before them so we got to be creative and and having them earn stuff right where where you got to deal logistically you you giving these guys stuff that is just because it's part of the package right is it's the it's stuff that's already it's expected and it's not they didn't do anything wrong um but i think you know when you go forward you keep that that mom and pop feel from the staff right we keep our staff short and powerful um and they're full of and full of brothers that that are that are friends like these aren't these aren't my co-workers or or, or staff is it's literally dudes that that I that I ride with every day in life. Um, and then we try to do stuff that 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 keep us attached to the guy. Go see them, take them to lunch. Um, you know, keep keep in contact with them via Zooms. Keep in contact with them. Um, you know, go to their high school games, go to their college games, go to their pro games. Um, take them to dinner, email them, Facetime them. So, like that's where the mom and pop thing is still there, right? And then you. you, you you create cultures where the older generation is connected to the new generation. So if you got a, a kid from 2014, he talking to a kid from 2024. It's 10 classes removed, but they still got the same walk of life. They still got the same story and, and they still got that same grind. So I think it, it changes just because politically and socially and, and network wise, it's just bigger, right? And you know, you're doing, you're doing galas now instead of Christmas parties, you know? You, <laughs> You know what I mean? You're doing black tie affairs instead of, you know, just a birthday party. So, like, it's still, you know, the mom and pop thing is still there from from a standpoint of, like, everybody knows all of the staff and all of the staff knows everyone, right? Now, I mean, it's a lot more kids to keep your hands on to try to help. You know, you got to be, you got to be creative and you got to be energetic and, and, and make sure that you're touching everybody. You can't leave somebody out there. You know, so that's a tough, tough fit, um, tough task. But we, we manage. Great question, though. Now, one of the things I heard you say was that, like, uh, certain teams nowadays will try to attract that star player to get sponsorships and stuff like that. Considering y'all did it the opposite way, do you find yourself like attracting uh, like certain players want to come play for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think I think when we first started, we were trying to explain what we can do. And as we go forward now, we have proof in the pudding, right? Like you walk into the store and, and you kind of like, hey, you know, let's say you tear your ACL. You're going to, you're picking a doctor. You, you're trying to figure out, hey, who, who, who else ACL have you done? Who have you done the surgery on? And if someone said, hey, I did Paul George's ACL, you're like, oh, you know what? He bounced back pretty well. I'm going to mess with him, right? So now we have proof in the pudding. We have the stats. We have facts. We It's not it's not theoretical. This is like, hey, this works. Like everything we're saying 
this is the end result if you walk this path if you do it the right way you can't cut corners obviously um but i think what we you know what, what we have now is it's just backing that our our concepts are working and we have a, a way that we travel we have a way that we do every single thing from you know high school placement college placement um just everything that we can think of that's in the process we have our style of play you know so it is it's, it's it's there sounds like like kind of like a, a just how you do a much machine at this point you know um given that is there any like mm. way you can see it expanding even further than where it is now yeah, I mean, it, on the outside, and people could think it, it's a machine because of the, the the production of it. You know, what I mean, the results. Like, I um, mean, these dudes got eighty two kids in college in, in eight years. Like, you look at that and you like, man, that, that got to be easy. Like, you know, they got that thing turning. But the work itself, like people always tell you, man, you you don't. Nobody wants to know the process of getting it done. They just know the results. Um. So yeah, I mean, when you own a house, but we're on the inside, like we're doing the work, you know what I mean? Like it, it looked like a, a Ferrari, but if you got a, you know, a, a Hugo engine, that's a bad time. <laughs> so, I mean, for us, there's definitely ways to expand. I mean, we're, we're doing things where, where we want to teach guys about real estate. We want to teach guys about um, investment. We want to teach guys about, um, you know, opening bank accounts, you know, teaching them that. We want to obviously teach them, you know, community-based stuff. Um, we we obviously doing stuff with, with the give back. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it, if it's a you know should we have a girl side or a boy side? Like, I don't know if it's that. I, a lot of the stuff that we try to think about isn't centered around just the basketball stuff, right? Like having different scholarship funds. So having guys that you know came through the program, graduated, um, graduated from college, like having you know having some scholarship funds in their name, right? Um, and, and dudes who who might not have been, you know, NBA guys like you, you can get middle school teams under their name. But a big thing also is getting guys when they finish their basketball careers to come back and, and help run the program. Right. Those guys, you know, they, they know the ins and outs. They know, like like we talked about, they know that mom and pop feel from the from the mud. We want to have those guys lead us into the next generation, you know, and, and, and have them carry the carry the torch um who better than the dudes that walked it right so i think that's another way for us to continue to expand on, on what we're doing um just everything you can think of man that that makes you a better man right like those are the things that that we're into how you doing much man i'm glad you're here with us brother appreciate you having me man real talk Thank um you, i'm gonna ask you do you guys have a uh no doubt um actually two questions um do you guys have like a gpa uh requirement for the kids and what is that and um you have any more goals moving forward with the program yeah i mean it's not it's not that gpa and, and the reason why i said i mean one thing is said that you need to be passing all your classes like um I, I look at things from my standpoint like when i was in high school right. i can't tell somebody like hey you're, if you're doing your best and your best is 75s then i can respect that if you're doing your best and your best is 90 i'm going to respect that but like you can't walk in, into this into this place and be getting you know the speed limit 55s up and down and think you're going to be playing like you're not wearing the jersey right um there's been documented <laughs> cases where guys were like hey this dude's basically registered me like i couldn't play until i got my grades together you know so 
it's not a set GPA. Um, we obviously would love guys to have, you know, 80s and above, but it's ultimately individual based. I mean, we got guys who, who, who are scholars and straight A's and we got guys who got learning deficiencies, right? We got guys who, who you know, they don't know it until, until they're older and when they, they need IEP and special services from a school setting, right? So if a kid, you know, has these different learning deficiencies mm -hmm. for whatever reason, you know, I can't expect that kid without the proper services and a proper structure to be getting straight A's, right? But the kid who I know, hey man, you, you got the potential to make the Ivy, to go to an Ivy League school, I'm not gonna sit there and let him be running around getting 75s, right? So everybody individually based is kind of like a case study. It's like social work where, you know, every file, you kind of got to know each individual kid and try to get them to maximize their potential on the court and off the court, like in the classroom. So if you look at it from a basketball sense, the kid that shoot like Steph Curry, you, you want him to be able to start handling the ball, right? And for us, the, the kid who is in the classroom that, you know, he's he's a big time scholar. We want to increase and, you know, encourage him to try to take some AP classes. But when it comes to the academics, man, I think you the one thing everybody knows is, listen, you're not going to be failing classes at PSA and traveling and playing. Like, there's been cases where guys came to us um, from different circumstances and they needed to learn our way of doing things, our standards, how we were going to support them. Like, so you can be a kid who on a day-to-day, you want a progress support every single day where you trying to <laughs> explain to somebody and your teachers are signing off on the fact that you went to school every day, did your homework, participated. You know, there's no issues. Like you can have a kid in 11th grade doing that, but guys come to us and sometimes in middle school, sometimes guys come in ninth, but we meet you where you are. And then we try to make sure that you have all the proper tutoring or services or whatever you need. And sometimes that means you know, you just need a different school setting. You need a smaller classroom. You need a school that got five kids in the class. Um, maybe you just need to sit in the front of the class to to make sure that things are going. Maybe you somebody come to your school two days a week to make sure that you feel like you got a support system. Um, maybe it's you being on FaceTime, getting tutored in, in that Spanish class that you know that that you're struggling at. And that's when that's when the, the alumni they come in handy for that stuff too. As they get older, those guys don't mind tutoring the younger guys because they know the journey. Um, but to like I said, I don't. We don't have a certain GPA. I'm, I've never been one of those guys that's like there's certain programs, um, and that's not to bash those guys. That when I came up, you know, I remember not being a kid that was like, hey, if I get all 90s, I could be a part of Seeds or you know, Prep for Prep and, and Oliver. Like there's certain programs that only want to take the guys who are big time scholars. We we're like, look, man, give us the kid that just want to work. Like as long as you want to dedicate yourself and put that pain in. And, and understand like somebody gonna be here to help you if you want the help and it's every 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 coach in our program got a college degree like some we could do it in-house you know if you don't need if you don't got the money for like a sylvan learning center or whatever the case may be like we have the qualifications to do it here um so utilize that so i hope that answers your first question the second question was for sure was, for sure say the second question again i'm sorry about that uh, what are your goals you have with the program moving forward? Yeah, that's, that's any goals for the program yep. moving forward. Yeah, yeah, program wise, I mean, I just start on the court. I mean, most people know about the basketball side. Like we made, we made Peace Jam, um, Nike Peace Jam last year or the year before because we didn't have anything this year because of COVID. We made Peace Jam with all three teams, and the goal of mine personally is to to make Peace Jam with all three teams again. I don't know how many Nike teams have made Peace Jam back that year with all three teams. Like I'm a big 
believer in program team by team by team as opposed to just having one really stacked team and the rest of those guys are just mediocre so basketball wise that's 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 my in-house goal for for this season coming up um for all three teams to make peace jam um program as far as like just expanding and, and becoming you know better i mean i think i want us to be to be like our reputation to be even that much better like you know i want us to be able to 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 cultivate people that want to get behind us and that look like us and it's like nah i'm riding with them because they because they they work hard and, and they put on and they're not they're not selfish guys right they they're gonna make sure that they give everything they can so i think a big thing is just that concept of legacy right it's not how many games we win it's not how many kids go to the league i think it's just who what we stand stood for and and you know when it's our turn to walk away and doing it doing it on our terms like that's a big goal like most people gotta they get forced to walk away right they the program begins so bad that new blood come in and somebody tell you hey man exit left i think for us i think it'd be powerful if we can if we can you know write our own our own ending to our book and say all right we did enough um it's our time to to, to go ahead and move on but the the new york city respected what we did because i feel like at this point the country respects us more than than, the, than our own local people you know for whatever reason but you know that that's going to come mm. we continue to get better at what we're doing right here at home base um then we'll continue to, to to win over more people and that's our job to to make people understand that we we care and, and we want to do the things the right way and we want to you know represent this state you know every single chance every single chance we get so i think that's the way our program can become even better by incorporating good people and and and, and empowering our own people right from from everything so dudes want to work dudes want to get college jobs dudes want to get high school jobs dudes want to be you know a teacher like whatever it is that we can help with we we want to extend our resources and share like i literally was just telling somebody today like i feel like i'm Nike deal I wanted to be considered the community's Nike deal, where like all of our resources that we have is is shared amongst everybody. Like people are always saying, "Hey, do you have this? Can you can you let me hold that? Can you give me this?" And you know, I want us to be the program that people are like, "Nah, them guys. If if my son need a winter coat and December comes around, they're gonna figure out how to make it happen. If my son need a haircut and you know, daddy's in jail or whatever the case may be, they'll figure it out." So. I just want us to, you know, I want our legacy to continue to be something bigger than what we did on the basketball court. Yeah, I think going back to like the comments where I was asking about the well-oiled machine, that's the part uh, you're describing, the part that people don't see, you know, yeah. behind the scenes, the, the work you guys are putting in in the community. That's what, what people don't see. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and, and the one thing you can't do is do it. You can't do stuff just looking for the credit, right? You just gotta do it because it's the right thing. And if the credit comes, it comes, you know? And I think people, one thing I learned is do not allow people to to to, to move the goalposts on you, to put their standards on you because you'd you'd never meet people's standards. Like whenever you do something and yo man, you make the championship game and peace jam, dudes will be like, you should have won it or, you, or you're, not that, you're not that elite. Or you put 12 kids in college, they'll tell you, man, you should have did 20. Like. Somebody's gonna always move the goalposts, but you gotta have stuff that you believe in and what's gonna help you sleep at night. You know, create create your own standards, but make sure they're high enough where you gotta put some pain in to get them. Now, do you think the night uh, deal has had like some adverse effects? Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like, I felt, I feel like when you're great at something, you become a threat, right? Okay. I think it could be your local bus driver that used to say good morning to you when you get on the bus, but all of a sudden you get a Nike deal, and the dude is like, he don't want to say good morning no more. You're like, yo, what happened? He's like, you got the Nike. Like, you know, it's it's this it's this it's this thing where people think, you know, it's a magic wand, right? And it's, it turns into the crabs in the barrel sometimes because you got something that someone else wants and you don't know why. In the beginning, I used to be like, I don't know why people don't like us. Like, what did we do different than what we've been doing, right? Everybody respects to get it out the mud story. Like, that's what we all doing. <laughs> Somehow, some way in different forms. But it definitely had the reverse effect <laughs> as far as in the community where people were just, like other people, that's competition. You know what I mean? Like, when it was competition, it's like, nah, them dudes ain't cool no more. Like, people could not know who you are as a person, but have a comment about um, your character or, or, or anybody in your program, and they don't know these people. It's just, they got a Nike deal, and I don't like it, right? For whatever reason. When, you know, it had that, I, I feel like it had, personally, I feel like it had that reverse effect, right? And you, and you have to learn how to get tough skin real quick. And you got to learn how to love the people that love you and, 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 and let everything else roll off your back and keep it moving. Um, and I say it like this, man. Nobody loved the Yankees when they was winning all them World Series, man. Nobody loved the Patriots other than the dudes in New England. You know what I mean? So right. kind of got that that energy when we were the ones who got anointed the deal. And it could have been because we wasn't searching for it, right? And people, this is something people grow up wanting to do. Like, I want to be in that seat. For some reason they think it's something that's going to change their entire makeup of a man like but it doesn't you just <laughs> and the standards become higher um the other thing i think it happened was you can lose yourself in what you were built on and when i say that i mean by like community and and, and kids from the neighborhood and you know you the, the competition part of it kind of makes you think tag i might need to get this kid because he can help us win and we got if we win this thing could keep churning you could keep helping other kids so there was dilemmas with us with you know how do we keep all of these kids like how do you remain loyal to the kid that just get didn't get taller didn't get better right like whatever happened you know how many kids can you carry on a team like how do you maneuver that because you know it's 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 real now it's, it's a business right you got contracts and the same way you sign them, the same way you can't not sign them, right? So you got to figure out how to how to do everything, how to keep everybody happy, right? That 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 young kid that that you need to to he needs that basketball to keep him off the street because there's nothing positive going in the house. You got to find a way to keep that kid on the team, but you taking him on the road and he can't help you on the court, and and now he got attitude for the whole weekend, but he's not understanding the big picture of man. I'm just trying to get you to college, like. Just, just take this ride with me, you know? Um, I think it had that effect. Um, I think at times you you get the, you know, when you had to earn every single thing from the people that's in the, that, that's in the program, they sometimes people can become, they could expect things that not, you know, you shouldn't expect that. The only thing you should expect is people to, to work hard for you that, that love your kid and want and want to see, see him win. But then, you know, it comes with all types logistical stuff with people think you know they should get more than what they deserve you know um that's something that that to me was a reverse effect so 
So with the how's it, how do you, it's got to be hard to balance that, like you said, you know, keeping the community and recruiting, recruiting, you know, kids and stuff like that. I mean, in the city, even you know, even back in the days, I could tell it was kind of like a weird feeling. Or whatever you guys have always looked out for like the kids try to get you know help them get better educations and, and do everything or something i mean how how is it like what's in right now as far as recruiting kids that are not necessarily you know from the city and then this whole deal with like the the local high school coaches and the prep coaches and stuff because i always thought that was kind of like a weird dynamic like yeah. how they felt and seemed to act <laughs> yeah, i mean i think if you think about it like we just did something that was different right and people don't like stuff that's different that they don't understand. And you start talking about, hey man, these kids is going to prep school in seventh grade. And they're like, what are you talking about? Why would you leave, why would you take a kid out of PS99? Like, that's all we know in the, in the, in the community It's PS99. But it's like, no, like, all right, somebody went and found something that's like another opportunity. It's only right that we present that opportunity. We're not telling you, you have to take this opportunity. Like. If you could tell somebody a situation that might be better, you know, you just want to have them look at it and say, look, this is what we what you what you're used to isn't the only thing that's presented in the world. Right. And people have a hard time with change, but change is constant. Um, so it, we 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 started with that. And then people were like, I don't think it, it affected them. into <laughs> into big time talent started, started walking out the season, out the city. Right. Like when. When the, the guy that was like the, the kid from down the block that was five foot seven, nobody was paying him no mind. And he was going to prep school, did nobody care, right? But when that six nine dude disappeared and he's like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and go to this school in Connecticut. And guys are like, oh, nah, this is not cool. They doing something different and they doing it their way. But you got to remember the way we came up, we did it the way we wanted to do it in our way. Like nobody gave us a helping hand. So now you can't comment on how we move. And we're not affecting you guys. Like we're not doing anything personally to nobody else, right? We just got our way of running our household. It's like everybody on this, on this, on this call right now is a man. And as a man, you're gonna run your household. And how you run your household, can another man come in your house and tell you how to run your household? Like if one household only drink water, that's that household. Another household is like, hey, I like soda. That's that household, right? You can't mix and match it. So we we were running our household, and, and we don't we don't we don't hold no qualms and no worries, or we, we don't care if you upset. That's on you, as long as our kids are successful. Um, but yeah, that that that, that was different. Um, but like I said, man, and go back to having tough skin, and and just putting the kids first, right? Because it wasn't kids that were upset; it's the adults and. I'm not here to please the adults. I'm here to literally help the guys. Like we're here to say, listen, this kid right here needs a better situation. Let's make it happen. And then when 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 the numbers unfold, people that got common sense are saying, like, you know what? They've had kids stay in public school. They've had kids stay in Catholic school, and they've had kids in prep school. Like if you look at our roster, educationally, our guys are all over the place, right? You got. Ty Jerome that that was at Iona. You got AJ Griffin at Stepanek. You got Jaquan Carlos at Jefferson. Jose Perez was at Wings. You got, you know, Naeem going back to Naeem Thomas. He was at Stepanek. Shavar Newkirk was at Cardinal Hayes for four years. He started out at Rice, right? He was one of the original guys. So, you know, and then you got other guys that say, hey, I went the prep school route. Like, as long as each one of them are graduating high school, like we got a hundred percent graduation rate in high school. 
and a hundred percent graduation rate in college. Like, what are we talking about at this point? Right? We, we, we getting it done. Like that's you know by hook or crook, and everybody's getting it done. Everybody, everybody's fine. But we got options, and that's the thing. We just added another option to the kid that looked like us. We add another option to his household, right? Um, and I think what happened was the high school coaches, you know, they started to understand. Like, listen, this is how this program runs. They going each kid's gonna have three options: your public school, your Catholic school, your prep school, and they're gonna figure out which one is best. And and if you don't win that situation. It happens, right? Because here's the reality, no disrespect to anybody, but it's not a lot of guys calling our phone to say, hey, I got a kid for you, right? <laughs> We're doing a hand in the kids. <laughs> We're giving the kid. You're not giving it to us. It's not that often. So at this point, we got to do it the way that's going to work for us. And it doesn't make sense for us to force a kid to stay here and the kid is failing, you know, and, and it's not working holistically versus Hey man, that means you got to take a step out the city to go to a school in Massachusetts and it works, then that's what we got to go with, right? And there's been time, this is what people don't understand. There's been times where our basketball has suffered because we put our kids in a better academic setting, right? Like the junior boarding school, you know, which is the middle school of prep schools, it goes from like, you know, sixth grade to ninth grade. Those guys are at these junior boarding schools and playing two sports and and, and not playing basketball every day or the competition that they're playing is, is not, you know, equivalent to the competition our guys are getting in the city. And then on the weekends, they coming straight to us and, and playing in big time, hard events. That kid is, is lacking a little bit academic, athletically because he hasn't had the time in the gym. But academically, he's in a way better setting. So we, like, if you look at tournaments, like when our guys are young, whether it's fun sport, b-ball spotlight made hoops we're never as good as we are in high school because our middle school kids are not here so when you when you're trying to put together you got a full game weekend and the kid is like hey i can't come home because i got cross country right what do you tell what do you tell that kid you signed up you got a full ride to go to this school you got to do cross country right or or he's just not home that weekend it's not thanksgiving break or christmas break so guys are able to beat us on the basketball court because we've done we've taken that stance of the academic comes first right and we got to ride with that so you're, you're not gonna win as much as you want to but eventually it, it evens itself out in high school right the schedule is the schedule so yeah, i mean i hope that answered your question no no that's that's great because uh, with, with all that stuff like you said all the kids you guys manage to place between prep schools high schools ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっ
we didn't play EYBL. We didn't scrimmage nobody. We didn't go in the. We didn't go in the gym. It was just like, no, it's not safe. We're not doing it, right? And all twelve of our guys are going to school for free, and and that's because of you know some of them guys were were really elite, and then other guys were listen. You got to pick the phone up. You got to do these interviews. You got to do these podcasts. You got to do these zooms. You gotta you gotta you know you gotta send this send these emails. You like you gotta text these coaches like. People don't know, like, man, I wake up in the morning and, and at 7 a.m., I'll text 15 coaches the same text about the same kid and then screenshot that to the kid to say, good morning. You see what we doing here? We working, right? Like, we don't let it happen. We make it happen. So whatever people going to say, like, come on, this is and, – and when people see 12 out of 12, they're going to think, oh, it's that machine. It's just a machine. But it's like, no, like – Dudes are literally the whole staff from, you know, in-house like photo shoots with guys, right? To our own, we're doing our own podcast. Coach Dre's doing his own podcast to interview our own kids and then sending that podcast to, to schools. Like you're doing your own, you know, Instagram, you're doing your own, you know, you're doing everything in-house. We cook, we cooking it up, right? And and then we and then we trying to get it out there in the right package to be able to have guys want our kids. But Man, it's 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 hard. You talking about taking a kid from sixth, seventh, eighth grade all the way through, and then it don't stop. Like, man, I'm doing interviews with with NBA guys about Cole Anthony getting drafted. Man, like, we, we this stuff don't stop. It's a, it's twenty, you know, it's seven days a week. This ain't, but it's ours. You know what I mean? So if I'm gonna put in that pain, I'm putting it in for ourselves. This is ours. Like, you know, it's all it's people in the in the music industry say this is our record label. You know, and you can't, you know, play for the team I own at the end of the day. But yeah, it's it's not it's not easy, man. It's a lot of bumps, a lot of bruises, a lot of hard conversations when like you think about some kids when they were the best player on the team here in the eighth grade, right? And by seventeen, you you the twelfth man. Think about the mental warfare for that kid every single day that he's going through this process. And then you got guys who, who they're smart enough to know, yo, I could stay at this program and not play as much, and I'm getting me a full ride. Because these dudes are telling me, by any means necessary, we're going to make sure you get to college. That's that's the why. Like, we're going to make sure you walk away and you and somebody university. And that kid is just like, I'm not leaving. Like, we could, man, we could cut kids. <laughs> like, you think about the teams we have, like, we can tell the dude that's 9, 10, 11, 12, yo, you cut. We just going to go get better players. But that's not fun, you know. That's crazy. So you 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 gotta you know you deal with it and you work around it. And you try to get in the lab, get them better. But I mean, I love the kid that that says, "Hey, man, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Lehigh." The same way I love the kid that's saying, "Man, I'm going to Duke." You know what I mean? Like they all get treated the same. Like it's love. So yeah, but that thing is hard. You know, you it's a lot of years. <laughs> it's a lot of years, man. <laughs> you know. I guess yeah. To to add on to that, how how difficult was it to like forge those relationships with the college uh, coaches and and stuff like that? Yeah, I tell I tell you a funny story. Like I got this thing where somebody would text my phone and be like, "Yo, Munch, let me get the let me get the number to the coach from Alabama." Right? <laughs> or somebody would or somebody would text you and say, "Yo, let me get the number to the assistant coach at New Mexico State." <laughs> and nobody ever processes how hard you have to go to get that number 
right? How did you get that number? What's the sweat equity behind getting that contact? Like when I got, I got like 4,000 contacts in my phone, right? When I first got this phone, you know, in this number in college, I didn't have no 4,000, I had zero contacts. You got to start texting. <laughs> so you got to do things that allow these people to one, contact you and you to contact them. Like we started the program, people might tell you like, man, we're sending cold, cold emails. We was cold calling people like, listen, we got some talent over here. You might want to look at these dudes and, and sending a long email with a roster and some pictures and some mixtapes and all that. Like we was, we doing that, right? Um, so it takes years of building and building. And this is the other thing, it's, it's relationship building, right? Because you might have a coach number in your phone and that coach might bounce around two or three two or three spots in six years. So he didn't get a PSA kid yet. I, I mean, he wants a kid like at some point, right? That's that's the, the nature of it. So you're still cultivating that relationship even though there's no exchange, right? There's no, yeah. you know, it, it's, it, it didn't happen just yet. It could happen, but it didn't happen just yet. But, and I'll give you, I'll give you another stat, right? And this is crazy. In the last 32 kids to commit from PSA, they've gone to 30 different schools. Wow. The last 32 kids to commit, they've gone on to 30 different schools, <laughs> right? So if you think about the amount of finding the right fit, finding the right level, finding the right system, finding the right staff that you trust, everything to work, you, you gotta have a long Rolodex. And, and that's, we're fortunate enough to have that, but it's through, you know, us having, you know our high school our high school event it's through us having a combine it's through us having you know nba guys college guys um really talented high school guys having good relationships with the media where they're telling colleges you should recruit their program the other thing people don't know is man when you turn on that tv and you see a kid getting getting right in college those other schools are saying hey where did he come from right you you got the number yeah, one kid true. you got the you got the you know, you got an all rookie kid or the rookie of the year in, in, in the Patriot League or the rookie of the year in the Ivy League. Like you look around in our program, we liable to have the, the rookie in the Big East, the rookie of the year in Atlantic 10, the rookie of the year in the Ivy League, like all in one year. You know what I mean? And the other people in the in the the other coaches, excuse me, in those conferences are saying, where did that kid come from? Well, that's a PSA kid. And then the reputation gets better. Like they got these guys are gonna help you when they're young and they stay out of trouble when they on campus and they academically sound, right? They they independent learners. So you, you like at the point where you, most colleges want just add water, right? They don't want a kid that got a bunch of things going on. They want as close as they can get to a finished product. So, I mean, cultivating those relationships like over and over from, you know, doing coaching clinics to the other thing people don't see is, man, we'll, we'll spend a whole day in New Jersey. It could be a Wednesday. And it'd be two or three of us and we're like listen we're going to new jersey the entire day from eight in the morning to like midnight and we're going to visit you know the njrt's we're going to visit Rutgers. we're going to visit cn hall we're going to visit you know every fdu we're visiting all of these schools a lot of them might have a kid in our um from our program in the school but those who don't we're just literally going in to, to watch a practice to say what's up stop in keep the relationship going 15 20 minutes move to the next school and then we're going to see the kids that are from jersey in our high school and we'll do that in new jersey we'll do that in philly we'll do that in connecticut or massachusetts like so that's the thing where people think it's a machine but they don't see the process right who's really trying to be like hey i'm putting eight in the morning to 12 midnight in one state but there's so much 
you know, ground to cover in that state that you have to. We got, you know, you talking about kids at St. Benedict's and Rosedale and St. Pat's. Like, we got kids all over the place. So they need to check in. And then the colleges, you want them to see your face. Because here's the thing. If you got a kid at the school and you're known for a person that will check in on your kids, they're going to give your kids a better shake. Right? You're going, and you're going to get a check-in. Yo, man, you watching practice and your kid looking like a, a bag of dirt. You're going to tell them. Hey, you, what you doing, man? You know? So <laughs> the work is just the work, man, every single day. You know? But, yeah, I mean, when people do that, I'll be like, this is this is crazy. Like, you just can call somebody and get the number that I just had to put in nine months to get. <laughs> you know? You can't, you can't call somebody and say, give me 50 cent number. you like, yo, man, you got to earn that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is true yeah but people do that all the time and if you don't give them the number oh you're a bad person <laughs> right you're bad it's the wildest thing ever like whatever resources you've been able to accumulate over the last 10 years someone else is supposed to just automatically get those resources because they feel like you owe them for no reason though like you they didn't do anything for you but because you look like me and i look like you I'm responsible to make sure whatever you ask me for, I got to give it to you. Or, you know what? Fuck him. He's the loser. Excuse my French. You know what I mean? But they don't hold they don't hold other people that don't look like me to that same standard. Yeah. Right? We got a whole nother bar that we got to meet. And people don't care what you had to do to get to whatever you at. They just want to, they want the resources. Um, mm -hmm. Is there one kid since you started that kind of surprised you with his uh, b-ball progression? Hmm. Man, that's a great question, man. A great question. That surprised me. You know what? That's that's come through PSA, right? Yeah. Um You know what? I'll say I'll say to a certain extent, like from when I watched him as a as a as a youngin to where he's at now, I would say Todd Brown. Right? Like right. I remember the little dude in, in sixth, seventh grade and, and mm shoot the ball but the athleticism was getting the best of him right and you know middle school is a fast game <laughs> like a bunch of little dudes running around pressing and trapping but his IQ was always through the roof to see what he was able to do by like junior year in high school senior year before the injury and then I mean UVA you know win a national championship start like you know being the backcourt with another guy and, and lead the ACC and assist or something and then get drafted in the first round like i don't know a lot of dudes that was like look Todd Jerome, we're betting our money on him being a pro right like until later right he was in college on espn killing carolina or something before people raised their hand to be like yeah he a pro but you know I, I think just i mean if i go all the way back to like man in 12 years old to where he's at like he surprised me with that you know i knew i knew he could play but the nba is a hard thing to make you know that's a big time question by you. I've never had that, and I and I hats off to right. you. Right, right. So, so once on the flip side, who would you say is the most impressive kid you ever went against that you felt was like like this kid? This kid is really, really was saying really legit. Mm. Uh, on the basketball court, okay. Uh, I'll say a couple kids back standing, like. He was he was doing some stuff where he was he was getting to it, and and we're 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 a big time defensive team, yeah. Um, and a, 
conversation. So when somebody's literally putting it on you like that, you gotta be like, wow, like this kid is, is special. Um, like this dudes that we played against, right? I'll, I'll do that. Um, I thought, I mean, Josh Christopher was doing some stuff to us a couple years ago. You okay. know what I mean? I don't know what he's gonna end up being. Um, but Josh Christopher, you know, you know who <laughs> who was who was killing us? Tyler Eulis. Tyler oh. was like the the pieces he had around him, he shouldn't have been able to do the things that he was doing. And he was doing it like and he was injured when he was doing it so like that that's the memory like dude doing one arm like oh this kid is different right iq and all that i think tyler Eulis. i mean we played against the best of the best like yeah i mean like you know what michael porter and Trick did, did us real dirty i'm not even gonna say dirty did us they, they washed us in the championship game like to the point where it felt like we didn't play like we were so tired and whatever the reason but like I said, them dudes, them, them two dudes that night, championship game, peace in, like they were looking like a video game. They had it going. Um, but I, I'm a, we played against a, I mean, everybody, Jason Tatum, Jaleel Okafor, like, just everybody you could think of that's like lottery picks and in the NBA doing some stuff right now. We, we've, we've gone against those guys. And honestly, like we, we locked them up. Like Ben Simmons might have had like five points against us. Like it's been a lot of, a lot of big, you know, heavy hitters who, who, you know, schematically and schemes and defensive, like our mindset was like, nah, you're not doing that. Like, it's not a lot of that pumped in 20 plus on us. Like, and we lucky, right? So the dudes who do put it, put up 20 some, I'm like, damn, this dude was really getting to it. Like, what was we doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, so that that's the answer to your question. It's a good question. Wow. So with the um with the draft and stuff coming, what where, where do you think would be a good fit for Cole Anthony? Oh man, I would love Cole at eleven to San Antonio. Okay, okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that one. Right? Holistically, San Antonio, the West Coast, you're away from you know it's a, it's a small it's somewhat of a smaller market where the pressure's not be too crazy. But you know, anytime you get a chance to get Papa bitch before he decides to hang it up, you know you got to take advantage of that. So I think. Hit what Pop knows about the game and, and and Cole like they would be a phenomenal match. You know, I, that's me. Like I think him at eleven in San Antonio would be like me jumping up and down in the crib. Like yeah, we won. Like he going great. You know, <laughs> and they win enough. Like they win enough to get to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, um, but you can't you can't turn out a chance to be coached by a Hall of Famer like that. You know, he's won championships. He's coached the best. The culture of San Antonio is like a one. Um, and they got their stuff together, you know. So uh, that would be nice, and he would be in the lottery. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, and I might might stop talking, talk, start talking trash about it. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't figured that out just yet, you know. So you you've seen a lot of people miss him in the program, miss him going and excel and stuff like that. How's it feel when you see all these guys going pro, man? You know to see them achieve like this man and, and how you guys work through them and how it's good it's, it's good the, the, just the feeling how it is to see all these guys succeed like this yeah no it's crazy because what people don't know like as they're doing something there's another group of kids trying to get to where they at and you're trying to give them the same attention that you gave these other guys right so like i don't know if, like i've been to more g league games than nba games Okay. Like I've been like even if even though we got like seven dudes that, that went to the league, 
in like seven classes, like they'll tell you like, Munch won't even come to my NBA game. Like he'll come to the hotel and we'll have lunch or breakfast. Like, but like, I don't, the NBA dudes, I don't follow they every game. It's too many games. Like I, I hit them other stuff. Like, yo, how you doing in life, you know? But for me, the schedule is so crazy that like I'm watching three, four games at the same time like a Wednesday night. So when you seeing, you know, one of your guys getting off in the American Conference and then you flip the channel and somebody getting off in the Pac-12 and you flip the channel again and somebody getting off in Atlantic 10, like, you like, wow, like, that's a, that gives you that drive to keep going. Like, what people understand, like, you, you got to find motivation in this consistently. Like, you know, obviously I'm not Jay-Z, but like, when that dude come out with six to seven albums, so that dude gotta have something different to be like, I'm coming out with album nine and ten, and it's gonna be just as good as three and four, right? Yeah. So like, that's my motivation. Like I can, you know, I can't get to a bunch of games, you know, because of the schedule. I just can't physically be there. But to watch, you know, like if I'm turning on TV this year and I see James Booknight going crazy on, on, on somebody, and, and I turn the channel and Tyson Etienne is hitting six threes at Wichita State and I turn on the Pac-12 and Quade is throwing a lob to somebody. Like, it's like, I have my own, like, moments on my own. Like, I don't even, you know, I got my red wine and, and I'm not, I'm in my own zone. <laughs> but then with it, like, but with it do, put bed in the morning, you're like, oh, we gotta get to work. Like, we gotta create all these. Like, we gotta have these moments. Like, you know, I people don't even understand, like, I've never gone to the green room. Like, I've never done that. I've never gone to the McDonald's game. Like. I don't even know how many McDonald's Americans we've had. Like I've never gone to the to the to the National Jordan brand game. Like I don't even go to like graduations, like because it's so hard to like that that question that mom and pop. When you give one kid, you can't not give the other, right? So I've gone to like I've gone to more, you know, low major games and, and like I go to more Ivy League games than I do, you know, SEC games, right? But but you know, every one of my every one of our guys feel the love. Like they know, like yo, Coach Munch is texting Joe Tucson at 11, 11 o'clock p.m. about how many turnovers he had or how many open jumpers like against Illinois. Like you're getting a FaceTime like after the game. It's happening. Like dudes is checking for real. It's not like, and that's everybody. Like you could be the kid that's at, hey man, I played 15 minutes and I'm at Dartmouth. Like, I'm checking the box scores to be like, yo, why'd you miss two free throws? What happened? You know what I mean? Like, I'm a box score. Looking at them box scores every day, you know? But, I mean, those are the moments that keep you going. Like, that winter time, man, you... I mean, think about it. If, if you got ESPN, SMY, ESPN2, the Big Ten Network, the Big 12, the SEC Network, and, and all of your guys are on, like, ain't nobody had that feeling when you got nine guys on TV from seven to nine. You lose your damn mind. Like, oh yeah, that's when you start thinking you're a machine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but you know, you gotta continue to put the pain in. Because when 10, 10 go out of college, 10 gotta come in. Yeah. You know? If if you wanna still feel that feel that energy. But now it feels good. I mean, that's one of the things that it feels good. Like I watched BU, we got two kids at BU, Jonas Harper and Walter White. Like I watched them clinch to win the Patriot League championship last year. And to see them jumping up and down, like they go into the tournament, you know, before, obviously before COVID kicked in and canceled it. And, you know, luckily I was there at the Barclays Center.
couple years ago when I saw French clinch to go to the NCAA tournament with St. Louis. Like these is priceless moments. Like I remember dude huffing and puffing because he got asthma in a workout in the eighth grade to be like leading the country, leading the league in box for two years. You know what I mean? Like you you compare and contrast and you be like, man, these stories is crazy. Like, you know? So nah, priceless moments, man. Uh, do you have an all-time fun five? Ooh, I'm go there. Trying to get you in trouble, bud. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going. This is not going to be politically correct. <laughs> Boy, that's, okay. That's, I, I would. I don't want to. Oh man, we talk about. Oh man, I, I'll tell you like this. I'll tell you like this. Damn, man. Like I know one person that I know, no matter what. Is gonna be on the team is Shaq Diallo. Okay. Like I, I, I'm proud of Shaq Diallo. Okay. Like you know the, the rest of it, okay. like it's so changeable, right? Like you got you got guys who, like I'll give you an example, man. Like the warrior that Bryce Aiken is, right? How do you pick between? Like I'll give you just let's say the point guard position, right? How do you pick between Bryce Aiken? Ty Jerome, Cole Anthony, Quade Green, right? Now remember the championship game with him, like put the backpack on for the last seven minutes and just rock, right? Um, and then you know one of my favorites has always been Shavar Newkirk, right? When we come yeah. up and, and eat, mm. and he just right. And then you look at somebody like a Quincy McKnight, and 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 who's just like, yo, oh man, I didn't even know he was there, like yeah, with us and. And PSA, like, and, and now you're looking at, you know, obviously, like, not just a few point guards. I'm probably missing a couple, right? But how do you pick one of them dudes? You know, like, that's a hard, you know, that's that's one of them, like, if you got a guy big one, what style you want, I guess, like, with the coach likes, you know? But, I mean, that's that's heavy, man. That's heavy. And then you start saying, like, all right, well, you got to pitch somebody. Like, check is going, at the, is going to that four to five, but now... You start looking at the second yeah. spot, and you say, "Well, forget everything else. Like, just give me pros." And you start saying, "I will." Do I pick Amari Spellman? Do I pick Thomas Bryant? Mm. You know, and you know, he, do I do I say, "Yo, Mo Bamba, you you slide in there?" You know, like, yeah. What do you what do you do with Chris McCullough? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> where does this dude fit in? It, right. Listen, you. We fortunate. You know what I mean? We're, we're right. extremely fortunate in that realm. And honestly, there's been guys who probably didn't make the league, but were, were warriors when it came down to like that real gritty, we need to win at that level, AAU. Like, Hassan French is a guy where I'm like, man, I'm taking that dude nine out of nine. Like, we going to work, you know? Like, I know what he going to give me every night. So... We we've had kids who I ain't gonna lie, like we we've been real real lucky, but you know, and and fortunate and blessed and the, man picking those squads is is real difficult because I the one thing I know is I know the heart of each kid and I know they I know they progress and I know they process and I know what they have to do like you think about somebody like a, like Shaq taking cortisone shots in the final four of Peace Jam. Like for the last three, four games, just keep playing, right? Like there's a value on that. You talking about 
somebody like Cheval who has like chronic back problems when he, you know, and consistently getting the end one, hitting the floor and getting back up to make his free throw. There's, you know, there's a value on that. Like, it's not just, you know, names. It's about what they do into. Like, look at a kid like Terraria, like, right. you know, see his progression because, you know, you end up top 40 in the country, but it ain't even about what you did at Peace Jam. It's the tour days you did for, for two straight months in that same scan gym, right? Shooting them corner threes and being ready and being prepared, like putting your body through the two months off before Peace Jam to be ready to play in Peace Jam, you know, or be able to do some stuff in camp. So, I mean, and then you start looking at dudes and saying, all right, well, sh shit, where does James Booknight fit, right? This dude about to be, he have a good season, he going to the lottery, right? And AJ Griffin is top five at McDonald's game calling his name, right? Where is he going to fit? And Brandon Randolph, led the team in scoring and on the on the team that went the furthest in the history of the program he was a bucket you know what I mean? so uh, I, I can't really i can't really pick one man you know what i mean nice nice that's, that's a good problem to have <laughs> yeah it certainly yeah. is we just gotta keep creating them keep going okay. So, so much. We know, we know what the program, where you see the program going. What, what do you want to do for yourself for the next five to ten years? What do you want to do? What do you see? What you want to do? It's crazy, man. I'm writing a book right now, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, like I literally, it's in the, it's in the editing process at beat. Um, so I gave myself two years to do it. I'm probably naive about it now that I understand the book writing process, right? Like I'm like, all right, I, half of it you could do on your own. You don't got nobody managing your time or you, you just getting it done. Um, it's about being a black boy, teenager, and man in society and all the things that we go through, right? Domestic violence, police brutality, low-income housing, um, lack of education, just anything that we all go through coming up. Um, it's a journal-based book. And I think it's gonna be dope, you know, and then, you know, they give you multiple choices for each scenario that happened, right? Like if it's if it's domestic violence and you walk in the house and your dad is, is, is you know, sadly to say hitting on your mom and how do you react to that situation? And, you know, A is gonna be one thing and B and, you know, and then it gives you a moral story. And it's really a conversation starter because like if all four of us pick different, you know, everybody had to explain why they picked A or why they picked B or why they picked C. And then we're talking about it and we're kind of like, okay, if this happens, how am I going to react to that? Right? So we got young black kids coming up now and they're reading some of these entries and they're like, oh yeah, you know, chances are they're going to deal with police brutality. You're 14, you're probably going to deal with it before you're 25, right? How do you deal with that when it happens to you? So the, the, the gist of the book is trying to get them to get the answers before the problems come. But then also understand that even though the problems are going to come, you still can be successful. So it chronicalizes a lot of the things that I went through in my life um, and these stories. And, you know, it's kind of therapeutic. And then, you know, stories that are close to me and people that I, you know, um, you know, just different stuff. Like what most people don't think about is, you know, the, the kid that's chasing the NBA, he's never able to get a resume for real life. In, in a job field because he can't do internships he can't do no summer youth he can't do you know he's always in if you're in high school you you doing AAU in high school and you're doing all these camps and exposure events and all of this stuff this kid you know when he's done with college to say he get injured and, and basketball is over he got there's nothing on the resume 
nothing. So like chasing that dream is is good for them, but there's also the other side that we're not talking about, right? That flip side of the coin that's like we're we're pretty much you know crippling guys in some form or fashion when they don't make it all the way to that to that you know that platform that they that they desire, right? And it's hard because when they're in college, guys are like, yo, you're taking all these summer school classes because I need you to work out. Not because I want you to be doing an internship at Goldman Sachs or Smith. You know what I mean? Like, no, you got to put this work in. That's all we doing. Like from 12, 13 years old, all the way through to 22, 23. Like there's no job. So this is why you see so many guys struggling when it's like, yo, basketball's over and I don't know what I'm supposed to do outside of play. You got to find something else you want to do. Um. So yeah, so that's a two year process. I think, um, I've had opportunities to be a college coach. If I go down that realm, I'll probably do that for two years. If I, you know, people have asked me to be an agent. If I do that, I'll probably do that for two years. <laughs> if, if I work out, maybe do something at a prep school um, and be like a, a dean of students or, or you know, maybe the, the principal, you know, because I got two master's degrees, so I could do that. Um, you know, be a principal, coach a team and, and funnel what PSA kids did. I could do that for two years, but I mean, I got a bucket list of, you know, you know, three to four things I want to do in eight years. But the plan, most people don't know, is I just need one year to do whatever I want to do with a hockey game. Like, I'm going to have literally 360 things that I want to do that I haven't been able to do because time, right, has been occupied by the process of life, right? Like yeah. us as men, we always got something on. So we can't take the time to go to the opera. We can't take the time to to get to a football game or you know to to go ice skating like you got so much going on you're like man i'm missing life so really what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to do eight to get one you know the concept sounds crazy but i just want one year not on nobody clock and nobody asking me to do nothing and i could do whatever the hell i want to do that's all i'm asking for you know like you look at real life people working every single day to get a vacation for four days that's it and then it's back to it like i just want to be able to do everything i'm doing and, and, and keep this program running and do some stuff. But I need one year to be like, look, I did some stuff before it's my time, you know, before God called me. So that's my mentality. Like you guys kind of got a inside track of all the things that I'm I'm thinking of. The first step toward that one year of, of uh, freedom is that book. <laughs> so <laughs> when we get the book done and, and y'all see it, you know, <laughs> y'all see it in, in Barnes and Nobles or in the hood or wherever y'all like oh this dude is working towards what he was talking about you know yeah I was gonna say like when I was coming up uh, and I'm dating myself like high school basketball was almost I would say ahead of AAU do you think that tide has kind of turned now where AAU are are they on the same level or has AAU kind of surpassed the importance of high school basketball you know what? I would say, I would say it's it's program based, in my opinion. Like, there's not going to be another high school that's more important than PSA. And the reason why I say that is because of the amount of pain that we put in for 12 months. Like, we don't take a long fall. Like, there's no high school that's like, hey, I'm I'm doing all this stuff with kids. And, you know, season is over. Like March come, dudes is like, I'm trying to go golfing. I'm trying to spend time with my kids. Like. You know, if you see us in September is four leagues and October is school visits and November is the camps and December is going to high school games and January you doing a party and it's always something. So like you can't you can't compare the two for us. Like 
Now, different programs, depending on how much they want to put in, you probably can say that a given high school is more powerful than that AAU program. But you're not going to find a high school that's more powerful than PSA because we're literally in these kids' lives for 12 months. Like, there's not a month that go by where dudes is like, yeah, I know we're not playing, but we still need to connect. We still need to see something. We still need to be doing something together. Like, it, it doesn't stop. Like, so that's what I think, you know, us as a program have that, that not even edge, but just that, that relationship, you know, with our guys. But the best thing is to be able to work with the high schools. Like, if they can all be on the same accord in this synergy, the guys, the kids and their families are going to get more out of it. Um, if you force me to answer it, I would I would say majority of the AAUs, it, it just got more exposure. It's more camps. There's more national events. There's just logistically, if you just think of something as simple as unless you're playing in a, in a tournament for a high school team, like a showcase where there's like five games that day, most colleges are playing at the same time that the high schools are playing, right? So it's very difficult for that for that college head coach on a Wednesday night to come to New York on a plane to see, hey, I'm coming to watch Ohio play Malloy. Like, they're not just doing that. But in AAU, because of the setup with the circuits, we're going to have 65 to 70 coaches sitting on the sideline. You know what I mean? For a game. One game. Like the, and if, even if you're going state to state and you're watching a game, Chances are on that court, you might be on a good game. There might be seven to eight Division One kids, right? And between two high schools, if you got a big time AAU program and a big time AAU program, it could be from different states, which was going to bring more college coaches, right? If we playing Seattle Rotary and they got ten Division One guys and they got that whole, you know, their landscape, and we bring in ten Division One guys, that's twenty kids, man, in different posts, and. That that I I don't think I think I was in the AAU side as far as that's just a lot of a lot of a lot of exposure, man. And then when you start doing stuff like the way we do it, like we got media day, we got photo shoots, we got combine, we got high school event, we got prep school event. Like we just got so much going on that like you can't compete with that if you're high school, you know. Unless you big like the Lock Mids or the the Mount Verdes, that's a different story. They run country all the time, but the, the normal schools, they can't, the budget ain't like that, you know? Great question. Well, Mike, yeah, um, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I could do some research about you and uh, have you on the show. Um, I definitely could say that after hearing you talk that uh, you definitely are a blessing, blessing to a lot of these kids, man. Thank you are trying to help out and I guess, direct them in the right way. And uh, like I said, somebody told me, I guess, about you that uh, you're in the business of helping black youth, man. And I, I can see that. I can hear that, man. And I commend you personally, man. And I wish you much more success, brother. Hey, man. Absolutely. Let's Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I humbly thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to explain. Right. And I think one of the things I've when we came up, I kept telling people like, don't tell my story. I got it. Like I know, I know, I know what I'm talking about. It's our story. You know, if you want to know what's up, just ask somebody in the program. It don't got to be me. It could be whoever, a coach, a player, a parent, um, you know, whoever, a director. Let us tell our own story. 
So with you guys are presenting an opportunity for us to continue to shed light on what we do internally. Like that, that's a, a priceless opportunity. Um, and, and I'm humbly grateful that, that y'all even decided to pick up the phone and say, yo, Munch, we got something going on. We want you to jump on. Um, I think a lot of people might think, oh, man, them dudes is... The machine is too big or they too arrogant they got too much going on they don't want to jump on the platform we not even them type of dudes like whoever pick up the jack and say listen man we doing something and it's powerful and you know how big the, the, this could be espn for all i care you know what i mean like it's just love you know it's love y'all trying to do right and, and we trying to do right so let's continue to, to make the best of our time while we on this planet man so i, I salute you brothers back and, and i hope that everything that we we done it is try to help y'all at the same time. You know? Thank you. We, we definitely appreciate it. Much before, before we go, we can definitely um tell everybody about you know you guys podcast and stuff like that where they can check it out and all that stuff so that you get that information. Yeah, man, I, it's, it's crazy. Like it's PSA on Instagram. I mean, like I don't I don't got no social media. <laughs> PSA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's a bunch of content on there, man. Like, you know, our guys do such a great job of, of handling that aspect of it. You know, everybody's always calling me and texting me like, yo, that stuff y'all got going on on Instagram is crazy. But, you know, it's my guy, you know, Andre Charles and Coach Greg. Like, they in-house handle that thing on a daily basis. And a lot of content always coming that way. So, and then on Twitter, you know, there's another gentleman, my man Mark. He handles that, you know, and, and all I know how to do is retweet. I don't do nothing else, you know what I mean? So it's it's kudos to the team, um, you know, and, and, and we here, man. I think one thing I will say to this is uh, I got the best group of dudes next to me, man. Like, that that's where when people say, oh, look like a machine, it's because of the dudes that's next to me. Like, people fool themselves. Like, it's an illusion for people to think, yo, Munch can actually do all the stuff by himself. Like, your mind you think yo this is a one-man show and it's like as long as you keep thinking that we're gonna be great but i know <laughs> i know like i got a lot of smart dudes that's next to me and them dudes put in a lot of pain in and and, and shout out to those guys you know it's too many names to keep going but that's the that's the separator from us to anybody else the dudes that i got around me every day every day and y'all gonna have the same energy like you guys gonna around me, like what's what's making you great is we are putting in that individual pain, you know? Collectively at the same So yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's all over the place. Uh, thanks again, man. Appreciate having you on, man. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely continue watching, man. Continue supporting, you know, Thank definitely. You. Yep, and if we could do anything for y'all, man, let us know, all right? All right. Thank all you, right. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you.